Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Table Talks with Burr. Today we have... Lindon Wallace. And for those who don't know you, Lindon, how would you describe yourself? Uh, I'd like to consider myself a serial entrepreneur. Um, I started my first business when I was... Well, I mean, if we're really talking about starting, you know, your first business. I started back when I was in high school. I used to sell... I used to bake and sell cookies. Really? Yeah, yeah, I used People to... used to buy it? What? Yes, boy. I used, I used to run out of cookies before school started. And I used to go to Catherine. School starts 7.30, so that's mm-hmm. early. That is. Yeah, so I get to school at 7. By, by 7.30, I'm, I'm sold out. I used In to three make minutes. Like, yep. Like $80, $90 a day off of cookies. How much you sell your cookies for? A dollar. How much cookies are you making? Enough. Like, whenever I would just buy the ingredients and mm-hmm. whatever that amount could make. Or whatever I got out of that, that's why I carried to school that day. And that would always be like around 80, 80 to 90, like consistently. Mm-hmm. And yeah, but 80, 80 to $90 a day uh, for someone who went high school, I was balling. I was balling. I had to consider myself a millionaire in school. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, I, I, then I transitioned. Um, I was a, a baseball player at the time. I went I went off to school mm-hmm. and I, I was on a scholarship. I ended up getting injured and I tore my labrum. And for those of you who don't know what that is, that's like a ligament in your shoulder and it tore and it kind of stopped me from being able to throw as hard as I used to throw. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I did the therapy and, you know, ended up losing my scholarship. I was trying to get back in school and eventually I was just like, you know what, let me take this energy that I was putting into baseball and, you know, transition this into another avenue. And that's when I wanted to start my business. And I could remember, uh, you know, going through the therapy and, and stuff. Uh, I had to stay in a college, so <clears throat> my mother made me enroll in BTVI at the time. Mm-hmm. And I remember walking out of the classroom, and I called my mother on the phone, and I said, I really don't think that this is for me. And, you know, she tried to convince me to stay, and I was telling her, like, hey, I could start a business. I could join Toastmasters. I could do all of these things. Just trying to, like, season it up for her to, like, <laughs> like agree that she would let me drop out. Mm-hmm. And she said, you are a man. Do whatever you decide to do, but just remember I told you that I was not, I did not agree with it. Mm-hmm. And I sat in that class for another five minutes, and then I parked myself and I left. <laughs> and yeah, that was the end of that. Um, I started Quenches. I had about $300 at the time, mm-hmm. so uh, I pay I pay Ivar for the logos and, and, and graphic work. Shout out to Ivar for making that happen for me, and I bought some ingredients, and I got started, man, so... Uh, earlier I was telling you I appreciate you like starting with what you have mm-hmm. because like I, I'm a true believer in that like start with what you have like don't allow you know you're not having enough or you're not having what you would want to have to stop you from chasing your dreams thank you yeah you're welcome I'm motivating the people out here <laughs> for sure but for sure, for sure. before you continue on let's talk about it because you know it's typical in the Bahamas you go from high school mm-hmm. then you go straight to college mm-hmm. then you come back be a teacher lawyer accountant Damn thing. For sure. How did you, well, you said your mother didn't agree with it, but, like, how did you feel mentally, like, going away from the norm? Uh, it's definitely not easy, especially if everyone is telling you that this this is the path, and then you you could actually see the path. Mm-hmm. It's like they, like, you walking through a bush. Like, everyone <laughs> walking through this one path. Mm-hmm. You could see that this is a clear path, that this, if you go this way, this would work. Yeah. But you, like, hmm, I wonder if I take this path. <laughs> Like, if this could work. Like, no one around you has ever t- taken that path, per se. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe in different aspects. And, you know, you start to realize that the older you get and the more into business you get. But it's like, 
it's like going against the grain and a lot of the times that's i feel like that's the person i am like if i don't fully believe in what you are doing or saying like you you can't convince me like a thousand people could be in here and they could tell me like i wrong and if i still believe i'm right <laughs> i gonna stand on my point and that's just the type of person i is and sometimes that could get me in trouble but you know for the most part like people appreciate appreciate me for that so doing that was definitely hard especially knowing that I mean, when I started my business, I was losing money. Like, I wasn't even making money at the time. And I appreciate my father for not, like, charging me to be in the house at the yeah. time. Like, yeah. I just was there, like, trying to make things happen. And, yeah, man, like, you could imagine someone told you not to do something and then you did it anyway and it's not working at first. <laughs> so it's, like, it's hard. It plays a mental toll. There was times when I was depressed. Mm-hmm. There was times where I couldn't afford to, like, cut. I couldn't afford to get haircuts sometimes, bro. And, like, you know... When you look good, you feel good. My yeah. hair was growing out and it just wasn't... Boy, I, I broke and I look good on the song. Yeah, I understand. So it, it, you know, I came a long way and I, I'm very grateful. And, you know, the worse your story is, the better. The more people would pay to hear it. You understand what I'm saying? So That's true. When I go through hard times, I try to remember that. Being a baseball player and then going to college and then end up being injured and having to go to therapy and then things didn't work out and then having to come back home, did you feel like pressure from society to like keep up this image or like go back mm-hmm. to college or yeah um there, there definitely was a lot of pressure and i you know i did my ever best to avoid like certain places like i didn't <clears throat> for years i didn't go to jbln where i used to play it's just because you know you don't want to run into people and they'd be like oh so what you doing now yeah and then you gotta explain how <laughs> you, oh, i was in college but you know i had to drop out and, you know, I start selling juice, but, you know, that's not going well, <laughs> you know? So, it's like, you just gotta... I was avoiding, like, certain areas and certain people, but not so only so big. You're still gonna mm-hmm. end up running into certain people and, you know, end up having that uncomfortable conversations. And some things you try to, like, not go into depth about, but for him and so nosy, like, they can, <laughs> they can... They can... They can stop and tell you fully explain what happened and, like, how it... Like, what's going on now and... You know, a lot of people is like, you went in school, oh, like, call this person, they can get you in UB, and they can do this for you, <laughs> and, and it's like, that's not the route that I wanted mm-hmm. to take, man, and, like, it was kind of hard to explain that to to people, because, you know, everyone's so used to the traditional route, just go to college, get a degree, so you can have something to fall back on, and I, I, I hate that term, something to fall back yeah. on, because, you know, <clears throat> making plan Bs has caused you, like, to kind of give up on your plan A, mm-hmm. you understand what I'm saying, so it's like, if I know I have another plan, if my plan A starts to go wrong, I'm like, all right, I, I got plan B. But, like, if I don't have another plan and, like, this is what I have to do and my plan A starts to go wrong, I'm going to, like, fix it. I'm going to figure out, all right, how can I make this work or what can I do because this is literally all I have. And, you know, having something to fall back on, that that was just never something. I feel like it's a waste of time, man. It's not mm-hmm. what I want to do. And if I was to go to college, I definitely would not be happy. I feel you. Yeah. Would you still not go to college today? Yeah, I ain't in college now. <laughs> I mean, shoots. <laughs> I mean, in the future, yeah, 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 like for five sure. years. I, I don't so. mind. Like, if something comes up that I want to do and it requires me to go to school, I am all for. I'm all for college. Like, you know, college isn't a negative thing, you know. Mm-hmm. But if you want to be like, let's say you want to be a DJ, right? Mm-hmm. Like a friend I have. <laughs> let's say you want to be a DJ. You know, I'd say. Bro, like, I don't think you need to go to college if this is what you want to do for the rest of your life. Like, 
I don't think it requires you to go to college. Nah, if you ain't sure if that's what you want to do and you feel like you want to be a lawyer mm -hmm. or a doctor or an accountant or something that requires you to get that piece of paper to become whatever it is, then by all means, like, I suggest you go to college because, like, if I go to the hospital and they send a doctor in there that ain't been to college, <laughs> you know, I could feel some type of way. But, you know, other careers, like certain entrepreneurs, I don't feel like it's a necessity. I feel like... Uh, a lot of the higher ups try to make it seem like it's it's mandatory to go to college because a lot of colleges are owned by states and governments and mm -hmm. you know so it's like if they tell you that you have to go to college and they're charging you hundred thousand dollars to be in college they're making a lot of money so they like they control the system you understand what i'm saying yeah so yeah that's just that's my take on college what about trade school? Because you said you went to BTBI, and that's not yeah. a traditional route any also. Not. I went to BTBI for like two weeks. What did you study? Yeah, shout out to them. Um, business administration. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So trade schools, I, I think that trade schools are significantly underrated. Um, yeah, I think they're significantly underrated. And, you know, people look at them as, you know, maybe the lower class. But I feel like that's how school should definitely be you get straight into whatever it is that mm -hmm. you're doing instead of beating around the bush like all these uh classes that <laughs> that that ain't really Gen -ed. yeah it ain't have nothing to do with what what you want to be mm -hmm. and i feel like it's just uh a way to keep you in school longer so you just keep spending more money man like trade schools they get straight to the point they teach you what it is that you need to learn like you may have to learn like basic math and english but you know uh yeah like just get that over with and just get straight into what you're doing so you could like start start well on your way to making some money so let's get back to this little bush exercise that you was describing earlier mm -hmm. was it hard to like go through the bush without going through like the clear pathway right i am currently still going through this bush and mm -hmm. you know the great feeling about going through this bush and you know cutting creating a path is like every once in a while when you when you take a break or you, you stop and you look back, you see people following you or you see people like start to take that path. And I could remember like when I dropped out of, <clears throat> when I dropped out of school, um, like I said, I started quenches and I was losing money. So I obviously had to find a job and I started working at Bahama. I worked at Bahama for about three months and I resigned. And like I, the year anniversary of me resigning <clears throat> from Bahama, I posted my resignation letter on on Instagram mm -hmm. and I was like you know I never turned back you know I never I never worked a job again and, you know I just was like just a motivational post mm -hmm. and I went to a party like the next day and this guy he came up to me he's like well and Dawn well and Dawn I quit my job but you inspired me I was like no I don't do that <laughs> but you know and I'd be a hypocrite to say that you know, sometimes I didn't regret quitting my job because, like, things got really hard after mm -hmm. I quit my job. Like, a few weeks after I quit my job, my grandmother had passed away. Oh, wow. My so that was rough. Yeah, man, thanks. Uh, that was rough for me. But, like, to hear people, like, go straight, like, jump straight off the cliff just because I post something <laughs> on Instagram. Like, like you know, that, that just shows the level of influence that you, you can have on people. So it, it caused you to be a bit more careful with what you put out into the world uh, because, you know... <laughs> Like like you say, bro, you say, wait, it's cool to go do this, and they start doing mm -hmm. that. It's like, damn, I'm responsible for that. Like, I'm mm -hmm. responsible for putting that out there, and that's why I don't, I choose not to do a lot of things, bro. Like, you know, I have friends who, at the time, they was 
scamming and like selling drugs and stuff like that. But I feel like, bro, what you put into this world, you can't take. You away. can't take back, bro. Like I'm not gonna be selling a bunch of stuff that's probably gonna end up damaging people, and then, you know, I'm responsible for this this part of the world being damaged. So about this little influence, you influence this guy. How did you build this hype or amount of influence that people quitting jobs the next day? To be honest with you, I I feel like. I, I was not responsible because I'm one who does not care to be in the limelight. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I have a lot of friends who are, and, you know, I work hard and I work under the, I mean, behind the scenes. And, you know, a lot of my friends, they're like, like, I remember when I started Quenches and, you know, I had, I was, I've always my graphic guy. Mm-hmm. And he did a short video on Instagram of him creating my business card. And uh, overdose, he saw it and he was like, wait, Quenches is you? <laughs> and it's like, yeah, he's like, but why you ain't telling me that? But I could have been promoting this all the time. And, you know, he started promoting it. And, you know, other people, like, he made it cool to promote my brand. Mm. And other people picked it up and, like, started promoting it. And, you know, me the whole time, people didn't even know it was me, mm-hmm. you know. So it's like, I didn't care. I've never once posted myself on, on the Quenches page. Like, you, up to this day, you could go look on it. Really? I I've feel never like once. I saw you. Yeah, you probably saw me on my page. But it definitely wasn't the Quenches page. I don't post myself on the page, and you know, because I don't, I don't really care for the the level of attention. But when you're doing something with significance, like you can't, you literally can't avoid it. So, like I said, I have friends with influence who who would just like <clears throat> promote my stuff like unprovoked, like, and I really appreciate you know those people, and even the people who don't have that much influence, like you know, they just care to post my stuff and, you know, and all of that comes with being a good person to the people that you're around. So they would like, you know, care to promote and whatever it is that you're doing. Before I knew it, I was getting called to like speak to schools. And, oh, really? Like, yeah, man. And, I yeah, saw you I, spoke at a Catherine. At Catherine, yeah. I, I used to speak there like very often. And then the Ministry of Youth Sports and Culture, they would call me every now and then to come and speak to students. And, but man before i knew i was getting paid to speak and it, oh. it just it just was good man like i i it ain't even about the money it's the fact that people see you as valuable enough to pay you to come and talk like, mm-hmm. I, I talk for free i talk you to death right now <laughs> but for real, so like, you have words of wisdom is what you're trying to say i say all of that but you know i i know a thing or two just by you know going going through life man like i i i i'm a big believer in learning from other people's mistakes and i also learn from my own mistakes so it's like you know i take i'm a very deep thinker i take i take notes of like everything that happens like mental note and you know i sometimes i overthink things and but that's just the way i was wired and with this own path you said quenches was going at a loss when you first started how did you keep motivated because you know some people just give up I losing money here. I need to get back in the workforce and try make some money. How you keep motivated to like keep going? Um, I'd say. At Wait, the time, are you at a win now? Yeah, of course. <laughs> I, I wouldn't have still been doing this, but um, staying motivated at the time. Like I said, I feel like I was feeding off of other people's doubt for me, mm-hmm. which isn't a good thing. But I definitely was like. Allowing, yeah, I was allowing like people who was against who were against me to fuel, uh, like just trying to prove them wrong, and you know that that should never be a motivation because you know, let's say one day they would they they decided that they they do believe in you, mm-hmm. 
now nah, you what you don't have no more motivation you know <laughs> that's true so so it's like you know choosing i feel like your real motivation should definitely come from choosing your having a good why mm-hmm. like knowing why you're doing what you're doing like find a purpose find a good purpose and be like you know this is why i'm doing it and you know allow it to be meaningful enough that you would get up on a day that you don't feel like doing it because on days when you times when you wake up and be like why am i doing this and if you can't answer yourself you're probably gonna go back to sleep like you're probably just not gonna mm-hmm. get up and do whatever it is that's required for you to get where you need to get but <clears throat> if you know like like people who get up and go to work to every day like when they get up and they say like do i have to go to work they know if they don't go to work they can get fired mm-hmm. when you're working for yourself ain't no one firing you you understand <laughs> what i'm saying you gotta hold yourself accountable so like having that why is definitely important so I'd say, like, at the time, I was using, you know, people who didn't believe in me to, like, motivate me, just trying to prove them wrong. But now, like, it's just having having a strong why. You understand? What's your why? You just don't want to be broke? Yeah, my why is definitely wanting, wanting to create a family and being able to provide for them without having to worry. I don't want... I understand that nothing's ever going to be perfect, but I don't want money to be our, our problems. I want to have, like... You know, regular family problems outside of finances. Well, that's good. And I know you don't only have quenches. I don't know why you keep just talking about quenches. What else is there? What's under the, what's under the belt? Well, I do a number of things, you know. I I also coach. coach baseball. <laughs> <laughs> I coach baseball. I'm actually paid to coach. Mm-hmm. I also do events uh, here and there. Um, I... Can't think of anything. I only. Do. <laughs> <laughs> I have a I have a water company called Hydrate, Hydrate Bombers. I started it during the during the pandemic, and you know Hydrate Hydrate has been progressing and doing well, man. I I'm really grateful that I I was able to do that. So how did it come about? <laughs> All right. So like I said, I started Hydrate in the pandemic. Uh, I came up with the idea after realizing that people were waiting on like really long lines mm-hmm. like seven eight hours just to get like, really? water and groceries and yeah you wasn't there i was not oh, okay yeah man people had to go to the food thing to you right honorable hubert <laughs> <laughs> hubert menace <laughs> they had us go into the, <laughs> to the food store and alphabetical order man like it was tough. it was really tough so i was like you know if i start a business delivering water like yeah man i feel like this would this would bust so only you was delivering this water no man let me get there (laughs) (laughs) so you know i i posted on twitter like hey i'm starting a new business i'm trying to create a think tank anyone anyone interested in being in the think tank Mm. and you know a few people hit me up and was like yeah man add me and i created the whatsapp group with everyone who said they wanted to be in the think tank and you know i was bouncing ideas off to people and telling them like hey this is what i doing this is what i doing blah 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 like give me all ideas was it a big group i'd say it had about 15 people maybe if that much and you know everyone was hitting me back with their ideas and i just like writing them down and you know boom and then some people hit me up on the side and was like hey you know i want to be a part of this mm-hmm. and you know still kind of being fresh and in, into the entrepreneur world you know i didn't know how to properly go about it and you know i cut myself short a lot when i kind of took them on board mm-hmm. um <clears throat> i didn't take that much money from them i didn't like write out why they were coming on board or like what what would have been required of them like it's just a lot of steps that i skipped that you know but i don't regret it for 
for sure because it's like I learned a lot mm-hmm. through that process when it comes to like dealing with different personalities learning that you know everyone ain't you know like how I, I also learned how I come off to others you know because a lot of people probably feel like you know I I may be like a bit harsh when I talk to people but a lot of the times that's just the way I talk like I, I feel like I'm a very masculine person so it's like if I talk to my boys I could just be like but you do that, but you like you know. Mm-hmm. But they know I don't mean no harm. Like it's all love. But like if I talk to one of my female friends, I know females are really emotional. So like you can't really like talk to them like that because they feel like you mean it in a, in a certain type of way. But as you get older, you start to realize that you know not only females emotional. Like you have a lot of people who who would probably take offense to the way you would speak to them or like the way you address certain things or the way you deal with certain things. So like I, I definitely learned a lot through that process. Um, you know, I brought them on board and I started to realize that it wasn't working on, like, things wasn't going the way I needed to get to go, you know, people wasn't dealing with the customers the way they needed to be Mm -hmm. dealt with, and not saying that I was perfect, because I, you know, I definitely was doing some wrong stuff too, Mm -hmm. but you know, it's easy to deal with your own BS than have to deal with other people's BS and then them not seeing it as BS, you understand what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, they were definitely not going about the business the right way and the business wasn't taking the vision that I had for it in the beginning stage so you know I had to bite the bullet and tell them like hey you know I think I want to continue this by myself and you know I'm willing to give y'all whatever it is that y'all need to feel comfortable enough to say like hey I ain't swing y'all mm-hmm. and in the beginning I, I definitely said that I would just take my name and a few jugs and y'all get to have everything else with the company owns and you know they were saying man you ain't have to do all that and like they was kind of like receptive to what it was but you know after a while like the emotions fly bro and like i i don't give them wrong for it mm-hmm. they definitely entitled to feel how they feel and you know any advice that i give to people is like bro if you get into partnership especially with friends like just know that you know you possibly could like mess up that that relationship so you have to put everything in detail bro like you have to know exactly why you bringing people on board mm-hmm. you have to know exactly what it is that it's required of them and you have to ensure that they know what it is that's required of them and put everything in black and right black and white even if you don't write out a strict contract type up some whatsapp message that you can mm-hmm. even refer to uh, at a later date just to show like hey this is what's required of you so it don't look like you making up stuff as you go mm-hmm. and yeah that, that's just how i go man like when you're dealing with, with anything of substance or anything of value to people like it it could get sticky especially with friends and family so but there's definitely a professional way to go about it there's a professional way to deal with people and you know even when you deal with people professionally they won't necessarily take it in the right way but you know you just cover yourself so that you know like you know i went about this the right way but Sometimes you just end up dealing with some unprofessional people, you know? <laughs> you live and you learn, and for I'm sure. all for, like, writing everything down. Yeah. And when it comes to business, that line between friendship and business has to be very thick. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, I, I definitely, I don't regret it at all. I don't regret it at all. I did, did lose some friends. But I'm okay. I I, <laughs> I definitely don't lack friends. I have. <laughs> I'm happy with the friends that I have. Yes, Mr. Um, Popular. No man, I wouldn't say 
being popular means you have a lot of friends you know? it just means a lot of people know who you are just have people you could definitely call on to say like mm-hmm. you know if you want a jam or something like that man like I am grateful for the friends that I have and you know the experiences that I went through so with all these lessons that you learned and all this self-reflection well hopefully you self-reflected and changing every day mm-hmm. do you mentor other people if people reach out to you to be like, oh, I want to do this or that and the third, are you yeah, mentoring? Yeah, I definitely give a lot of advice. Do I have, like, someone who, specifically, I say, like, we have a mentor-mentee relationship where they would, like, call me a mentor? Probably mm-hmm. not, but a lot of people definitely do reach out to me. A lot of people hit me up and tell me, like, you know, how much I inspire them. And then, you know, you have friends, like, you just might, they might bounce ideas off you, mm-hmm. like, hey, what you think about this? Or, like, what you think about that and that? Like, that that within itself, like, just shows that they trust your judgment business-wise. So, it's, you know, it's a blessing. Um, I remember one time I was waiting at uh, Alice to get some food. Mm-hmm. And this guy walked up to me, like, with this whole, like, almost like a speech. Like, he was like, <laughs> he's like, hey, uh, you're the guy who unquenches. Um, I, I'm a graphic designer. And, like, he could tell, like, he was mm-hmm. stuttering. I was like, bro, you're probably older than me, bro. Like, you're lost. Like... <laughs> And oh, you could talk to me. I, I mean, I took his card. Uh, I mean, I didn't end up using his services, but um, I definitely encourage people to still, like, reach out to people, even if they don't, you know, use whatever it is that you... But, you know, you you, you would definitely leave a print in their mind. You, y'all might end up meeting up again somewhere. Or, you know, you just never know. So, like, don't be afraid to approach people or, like, ask them to do something because you never know what, what you may get out of it. And I totally agree with that. But how would you encourage someone or tell someone to go about reaching out to people who they feel like is unreachable or like maybe too far to like even mind them? Bro, most people who are are like I'd say public figures or like entrepreneurs or anyone like in in any form of business, you you have to be able to contact to contact them some way. Mm-hmm. Now we're privileged to be in an island where. Nassau is really small. So if you don't know me, you definitely know someone who know me. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? So, bro, it's just how bad you want it. Right? <laughs> like, it, it's literally how bad you want to reach out to that person. You got to do it by, like, any means without coming off as super weird. Like, you don't want to, like, wear them out. Like, you, there's ways you could do things in a professional way. You could send someone a letter. Like, you could send someone an email. Like, mm-hmm. people email are, are very public. And what's your email? Um, my email is in my Instagram bio. You can follow <laughs> me at fgm.dawn. Yeah, so, like, people have their emails public, so you could just, like, go ahead and, like, send them an email or, like, reach out to someone that knows them or if you know that they're going to be at a certain event, mm-hmm. go to the event, pay full price. Like, you know, like, just show that you are a supporter of them or, you know, pull them aside and ask. And, bro, even if they tell you no, like, that's fine. Like, that's fine. You probably could ask them another time or, like, try to take a different approach or just try not to be weird about it. And I'm sure most people could realize when they're being weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, some people can't. But, you know, do your best to... Don't don't try to... When it comes to networking, don't try to, like, network out of your personality. Like, if you ain't a funny person, don't come trying to, like, crack <laughs> jokes. Like, some people just network of being funny. Some people flirtatious... If you ain't a flirtatious person, it can come off as awkward. Like, why are you networking and being flirty? I feel like some people would be like, "You look, you smell nice," and like that, like just 
you ain't literally flirting, mm. but just it being able to compliment someone or like mm-hmm. be nice to someone, it kind of enlightens them, like making them more inclined to talk to you mm-hmm. or like just being someone that stands out. Like some people, they wear, uh, like when I go to my Toastmasters meetings, like I wear bow ties all the time. Like I feel like that helps me to stand out because mm-hmm. I consistently wear it though. Like you may wear it once or twice. Like I, I always wear a bow tie. Mm-hmm. So like that may make me stand out in a way. So, so it's just like different definitely different ways to to network and to like reach out to people and you just got to be able to find what's your niche and it's you could go on youtube and look up different ways to network i guess the world is your oyster way everything on the internet very true very true well that's all i got any more words of wisdom you want to spit to the people um i definitely like to encourage a lot of the young people to try whatever it is that they they thinking about like Wait, what? how do you try things without being shamed try things without, it's like i say it all boils down how bad you want to do it mm-hmm. like you can't allow your pride to get in the way of what it is that you're trying to accomplish like if you want to be something or you want to do something great bro you might people might laugh at you in the beginning say just like you can imagine telling your parents you're gonna drop out of school to sell lemonade <laughs> yeah that sounds funny right even you laughing but but real talk like people are gonna laugh but once you believe in your vision enough if you ain't believe in your vision enough that you willing to face some embarrassment for it you probably shouldn't do whatever it is that you're doing mm-hmm. and like i say entrepreneurs aren't they they definitely aren't regular people like they you know people say you have to be a little bit crazy or a little bit like you, you can't have the same mindset as everyone else. So people are going to definitely look at you as crazy. Like, like overdose, there will definitely only be one overdose. Me, I feel like there will be one me. Or mm-hmm. whoever else is in whatever field that they're doing. Like, there could only be one of them. Because they have a certain way that they think and that they operate that makes them stand out from what other people are doing. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Ivar, Ignite, like all these other big names. Like, they... I feel like they're trendsetters over here. And, you know, you could try and copy what they do, but you don't know the behind the scenes work or whatever it is that you you could copy, but you just, you can't replicate. Mm-hmm. You understand? So, yeah. You can't be ashamed of whatever it is. But, like, like I was saying, uh, for any, you know, young people out there who have ideas or whatever it is, I feel like now is definitely the perfect time to, to make those things happen. Seeing that a lot of y'all are young, still under your parents' house, you could go, like, you could literally lose all of your money today and you would be okay. Like, you would still eat tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You would still have a, a roof over your head. You would still, you know, you'd still be okay. Now is the time to make those mistakes. You don't want to end up, you know, having a bunch of kids. You have a wife, you have a mortgage, and, you know, dying the time to be mm. making them mistakes. So you're trying to say there's a, a, a stop sign when you should live your life? I'm not saying there's a stop sign, but it, it definitely gets harder That's true. when you uh, have more people's lives under, under what you're providing for. Like, mm-hmm. you become a provider for your wife, your kids, your parents might get old and end up depending on you. Like, you know, it's it's definitely a window. Like, life doesn't get easier. It can get simpler, but it never never really gets easier. Well, I thank you for coming on today. Once again, we're here with Mr. Lindon Wallace. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Amba. And like I said, I definitely appreciate what you're doing. I hope that you continue to do whatever this is that you, you know, that your vision is. And yeah, man, you have my support 100%. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome.